0: It's the Bristol and Bath Lifting Club, and this episode, Amy, if you're listening, which I know you are, you'll be delighted to know that we're going to attempt to stay on topic because it's Mark's favourite topic.
1: The topic for today, guys, is the overhead press. The overhead press,
0: yeah. Do you have an overhead press fetish? I think I do. I think it can be described
1: as a fetish. I'm a bit in love with it. Yeah, it's more than a fetish. It's it's romance. There's True love, love. There's love there. Yeah, you
0: fall in love with a lift. did?
1: was it love at first sight or what? No, I used to hate it. You used to hate it. Yeah, I used to really hate doing overhead presses. I never oh. took them seriously. Why is that?
0: Is that because you didn't see other people doing them necessarily?
1: no it was because i followed bodybuilding advice Uh. when i was younger and all the bodybuilders told me that you don't need to load this lift because it's a sock and ball joint yeah so it's damaging for the joints you should only come down to like your nose height all this crap really right so i never really took it seriously and then i saw who did i see do it was some sort of fitness influencer who was gunning for a hundred kilo strict press Eugene Sandow it might have been (laughs) (laughs) you're not that old are you (laughs) I think I saw a few of them do it there was a time where uh, it was really big on Mm. social media and everyone was gunning for this hundred kilo strict press and I thought that sounded like a really good goal so then I started training it and then I fell in love with it Okay. so me and overhead press we got to know each other first and then the love began is there
0: a the overhead press or is it any old pressing over the head is there a specific lift that has won your heart or or
1: not see i would tell you all vertical presses are good presses but the one that we're referring to in in this podcast is the standing strict barbell press so taking out of the rack having it on your clavicle pressing it over your head locking it out above your head without leg drive that is the overhead press that won my heart
0: what about the two hand anyhow what the the
1: strong man get it above your head any way possible yeah
0: so two hand anyhow yesterday i was thinking about doing it because it was bench day and i was like do i want to i don't feel very strong today do i want to do what i'm probably going to fail at or do I want to try a two-hand uh, two anyhow? So for what those that don't know, who aren't into like circus-style weight training or like 1800s, early 1900s, you know, proper weightlifting, um, <laughs> they will not be familiar with the two-hand anyhow. Basically, you have to get two weights and you need to hold those two weights two weights above your head. So it's basically like two overhead presses, hmm. but essentially kind of like at the same time. So you do one, you keep one above the head and then you have to crouch down and get the other weight, but they have to both be picked up off the floor. Right, yeah. So obviously I'm a fan of dumbbell snatches and I'm a fan of one-arm barbell snatches, but I saw someone was doing a video, which I will try and link it if I can find it in the Patreon For the bitches that pay. Um, (laughs) And I'll write a little bit about the history and such. For the bitches that pay, right? And uh, it's basically, you can grab a barbell with one hand, put that over your head, keep it up over your head, and then crouch down and, and grab a kettlebell or a dumbbell or another barbell. And then you have to lift that up and you have to hold the both of them at the same time. It looks epic as fuck. See that's a good challenge. That's cool. That's cool. That should be our gym challenge.
1: That should be our gym challenge next but month.
0: We have not particularly exciting gym challenges, I'm afraid. I mean, I thought box jumps was fairly simple, but that's too advanced clearly <laughs> for the people that make, you know, the decisions, that's your department and you're you're in Baker Boys department.
1: Well, look, I'm all, I'm all for box jumps. And in fact, that's actually... how is that advanced? Because you can set the box at any height, right?
0: No, it's got to be a hip height.
1: So it's got to be a hip height. Yeah. But and then I, I do them in my classes, and even some of the oldies, you know, they can get up there. You'd be they surprised. break a hip in the process, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is what health and safety are worried about.
0: I kind of feel like any form of, you know, equipment... If there's equipment in the gym then you should be able to use that for the gym challenge. So given that we have box jumps and boxes and that, it means that I think we should be able to use that. I don't think you should be able to turn around and say, well, now it's not suitable or something like that. So,
1: And let's face it, there's going to be a lot of older people who won't even try anyway. If you yeah. look at the demographic of who's doing these this monthly challenges, yeah. yeah, it's. I don't see an issue with it.
0: So we're going to do the two-handed anyhow as the next gym challenge. That does your, sound pretty your good. You're supporting my petition for that.
1: I mean, it involves an overhead press, so I'm, I'm all it for it. involves two overhead presses. <laughs> I mean, you're
0: going to fucking cream your pants. <laughs> <laughs> i'll just be there lying in <laughs> euphoria yeah definitely we're gonna have to get the mop out again it's <laughs> monthly use mop the power rack again has someone pissed themselves doing the squats no nope. mark's on the <laughs>
1: overhead press mark's
0: mark's supervising all the gym <laughs> challenges again.
1: <laughs> excellent i mean yeah i'm all for it i'm all for pressing weights above my head so okay let's get on it
0: right is there any what how do you stand on the cheating version so like power well the using push press some legs for some power Yeah, I mean
1: I'm it. more for it. So in strongman comps, you're allowed to get the the log or the bar above your head by any means possible. Mm. So you can push press it, you can split jerk, you can drop down underneath the bar as long as the, all they care about is the end result. Did yeah. you get the bar above your head? Um, whereas in like powerlifting, they care about the rep as a whole mm. as you go through the rep. But in Strongman, they just care about the end result. And um, it's one of the reasons why I really like the idea of Strongman is because you're going to be log pressing, you're going to be doing the circus dumbbell press, like the monster dumbbell. Mm. Um, you're going to be axle bar pressing, which is like a thick barbell. You're just putting all sorts of stuff above your head, which is pretty awesome.
0: And you're still going to make... For an Aesthetic Physique Because that's what These people care about Mark Yeah They don't care about The strength They care about Yeah Whether they look like A Gymshark model
1: Well a lot of strong men Don't look like that No This but, is what puts
0: people off Yeah you see.
1: But the thing is With strongmen Once they cut Because you got to be big For strongmen If you're yeah. at a high level You've got to be big Because mass moves mass hmm. But once they cut away the the chub that they've got, they're, they, they're in great shape.
0: Yeah, I've heard this talked about before. It's like, if I dieted down, mm. I'd have a lot of muscle mass and nice abs. I'd have a great body. But the, the, this is the thing that you're missing, right? You haven't. <laughs> That's why people don't like it. Because they feel like, well, to get into that, I just have to get really, 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 really fat. I've just got to basically look like a monster, like Eddie Hall type. Which you don't see. But the people that you see with kind of like that um, uh, box-fresh kind of gym sharky underwear model look. Yeah, yeah. There's normally you see that a lot with CrossFit and Mm. Olympic lifting and stuff. Which I think, because let's be fair, vanity is through and through with the fitness industry a lot of the time. And people that are getting into shape for the first time that don't know anything... They, I think, will be attracted to the style of fitness that the, their ideal kind of person or the person that they imagine themselves to be is doing. So that's why so many people, I think, go towards CrossFit in that. Mm. But we've yeah, bitched yeah, about CrossFit before. We have, we have. So do we need a campaign to get really, really attractive people at the gym to start doing overhead pressing?
1: I think everyone should be overhead pressing. Everyone. Everyone, including your 90-year-old grandma, should be overhead pressing.
0: My 90-year-old grandma and my 96-year-old granddad are both died. But maybe they did that because they didn't overhead press enough. I don't know. I think that's I won't a be fact. able to ask them now.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Do you feel bad? Well, a little bit. <laughs> but then I'm picturing your grandma overhead pressing, and that makes me smile.
0: I teach grandmas to overhead press. I've got a 60-year-old grandma that does overhead presses. And she says, oh, my God, this is art work. And I said, yeah. It's not like Pilates now, yeah. Judith. Judith, this ain't Pilates. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Sheila. I've got um, a 70-year-old client who overhead presses. He hates it. He mm. hates overhead pressing. He loves benching there. But I still get him to do it. And I even set, set it for him as homework because he's got a bar and plates at home. I'm like, make sure you do your overhead presses. And he's like, fuck's sake. <laughs> see, I think from what I remember
0: when I first started going to the gym, I always did some sort of overhead press, but yeah. it was mainly dumbbell overhead press. Same. But that's mainly because I was told, well, you know, mm. you by the time you get to the using the biggest dumbbells in the gym, you're basically going to have really good shoulders. Mm. So I was like, I kind of see that was always at the back of my mind, that lift. I could see a clear goal with it. Whereas a lot of people I suppose they don't necessarily see clear goals the sort of clear goals that they might see from a strength perspective is like a free plates a side bench yeah something like that I mean I what is the strength standard for overhead press your average person isn't going to know that they'll know what it is for a deadlift or squat yeah and they'll choose not to do the squat (laughs) yeah
1: exactly (laughs) exactly I mean, I, I thought about this a lot when I was building my overhead press strength. Mm. So I always say you're a beginner until you can press a plate. So 60 kilos above your head. And then that's the start of intermediate. And then I would say you were advanced around 100? 90 kilos. Oh,
0: come on. You might as well make it 100.
1: I know. But the actual, the, the 100, the two plate overhead press, the strict press. Yeah. is actually really, really hard. And that takes a lot of training. Um, So I always tell people, shoot for 90 kilos and then build from there. But I would say, yeah, 90 kilos is probably about the start of advance. What's the two-handed anyhow? I don't know, man. This is the first I've heard of it. You've never (laughs) heard of it? Come on,
0: you like all of the old school stuff. I do,
1: but I've only seen them doing that, you know, the dumbbell, the circles on the end, the old school strongman dumbbell. I've seen them put that up. I've not heard of the two-hand anyhow, though. I'm going to
0: say it's got to be 100 kilos because that's a nice... Hundred digit number in total. Hundred in total, we'll say. Okay. Hundred in total. Yeah, I say
1: that's reasonable.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying that because I'm pretty sure I can
1: do that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think with when you mentioned dumbbells earlier about building to the top of the dumbbell rack and having big shoulders, mm. you obviously you 100% get huge shoulders from pressing the heaviest dumbbells in your gym. Like holy shit, you'd have massive delts. The problem with dumbbells though is that. I feel like it doesn't have as much carryover to the barbell as people think it will. Mm. And it's mostly because of the position. So when you're dumbbell pressing, people's elbows tend to be wider. If you're using a bulky dumbbell, maybe you're coming down to like eye level. Yeah. Whereas with the strict overhead press, um, you've got to push that off your clavicle. So it's a much deeper range of motion. So I remember I got quite strong on dumbbells and it had zero, and I mean zero carryover to my barbell strict press. And that's when I really started specializing in barbell strip pressing to get it to the 100 kilo mark. Um, So, yeah, if you want to get a strong barbell strip press, better be barbell strip pressing.
0: There's one thing that in the minds of people, I think that the dumbbell press is better. And I'm not just making a joke that you get to sit down if you're doing it seated. Mm. It's that all of the dumbbells are already in the rack. Yeah. So... With that and like the machines where you've got the pins and stuff like that, mm. you are seeing all of that. There's like an end goal yeah. at sight, you know, yeah. is literally the difference between when, you know, you download something from the Internet that you ought not be downloading. And it says, you know, 90 percent complete and all that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's bullshit because it will be spinning around it 100 percent for an extra 10 minutes. But you it makes you feel like. And they've done studies on this with people waiting for buses and that. Mm. And they don't mind waiting longer if they know when the bus is actually going to turn up. It's the not knowing that's the problem. So yeah. what I kind of equate it to when you can see all of the dumbbells and how many you're close to or what percentage is like, okay, I've done the, the full top row now. Mm. It's like I try to get clients to picture that. It's like, come on, we're getting the top row or we are down to the bottom row now. I was just like 20 kilos, I know. But still, I mean, it. people really, really get behind that. Whereas, I suppose to a certain extent, unless it's something like 100 kilos, people care about that with the bench press and that. Yeah. Get into that. But it's just like, oh, I just got another plate to put on. Or I've just got another plate to put on. Like back in the day, in your bronze era kind of bodybuilding strength athletes, they'd have like actual um, globe dumbbells and stuff like that so it was standard mm. so it's like you you would you wouldn't be adding plates and stuff like that unnecessarily you would be trying to aim for okay so there's a 50 kilo one and then the next one's like like 100 kilos
1: exactly right i mean i was just about to say because yeah I, in my home gym i've got one set of dumbbells and they're 50s yeah so that's it your like, warm-up in it dumbbell yeah, up one day so i'm like well can i press them or not so if i can't yeah. press them then i know i've got to work towards it Yeah, And um, yeah, I just got one set. But when I was in the gym, back when I was doing my shoulder days, then yeah, I would do the seated dumbbell press and I would be trying to work my way up the rack. And the 50s were at the bottom of the rack. That was the end goal at this commercial gym I was training at. So yeah, I was really pushing pushing to go up the dumbbell ladder. So I definitely, definitely get that. And also, as much as I love the standing strict press, I do a lot of other um, vertical pressings. Um, movements in my routine so at the moment i'm only standing strict pressing maybe once every other week i'm oh. doing a lot of machine seated shoulder press with the gym pin so i can attach more weight and i'm doing a lot of um, dumbbell pressing i've been doing that in our gym and then my fi- my favorite shoulder press variation is not actually the standing strict press mm. yeah my favorite all-time vertical press variation Is the seated barbell press. Oh, I don't like that. See, I absolutely love it. So you you set the bar, it's not the bar, sorry, you set the pad one away from the top. So you've got a slight lean back like Mm. you would if you're doing a very heavy, strict press. Mm. And then you unrack it so it doesn't come from a dead stop. You get that stretch reflex on the way down. Mm. And then because you can dig your body into the bench, and you can even use a little bit of leg drive if you need to. But it allows you to lift like 10 to 15 percent more than your standing variations, it really overlays the oh, okay. delts yeah. Right,
0: that's cool. What about the complete beginner then? Because I have also noticed that people seem to really hate the overhead press, and I think I came from the perspective of because I always wanted to do as my first ever goal was to do seven EQ dumbbell snatch, that's why I joined the uh, Pure Gym. In hired a personal trainer so that's what i had in my mind that that was super cool because yeah. i knew someone that could do that and i wanted to do it mm. you know it's like i'm gonna do that one day type thing yeah um but yeah people do seem to, to dislike overhead pressing because i think it's just the feeling that people get but then i've got some rather sick people that seem to say that they like doing squats and i think they're wrong and <laughs> it's not right
1: yeah i mean for beginners If someone was, if they're quite young and they're new to strength training, I would have them do the standing strict press just because it teaches that whole body tension and it teaches them to kind of brace every muscle in their body and then press the weight overhead. And I think that's important to learn that bracing skill. Mm. If it's someone who has never lifted weights before and they don't really care about the strength sort of goal, then dumbbells is probably your way to go because... You can manipulate the dumbbells a little bit more with the bar path or the dumbbell path and whatnot it's it's not off the chest okay so you can manipulate your your shoulders outwards a little bit and you can get a feel for where you want to be pressing these dumbbells and a lot of people are intimidated by the barbell so getting them on a light set of dumbbells will help ease them into that training and then usually if i'm dealing with an older client i'll even go as far to put them on the shoulder press machine
0: Oh, I've only ever yeah. put one person on a shoulder press machine. Yeah, um, and that was someone with health problems. Yeah, so I just wanted to, make, you know, it to be a safe thing, and we didn't stay on it for very long, mind. But yeah, it was one of those things. F- I I put all the beginners on a seated dumbbell overhead press because I always say that they need to get comfortable with it, and there's a little bit of a worry with like the first time they ever do it because it looks like. You can see it's always the same facial expressions that they pull when it starts to get closer to their fucking face. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, but also everyone will normally have one side that's stronger than the other. So it highlights it to the client for them to be able to see it straight away in the mirror and then say, you know, look, that side, the left side, or the hand that you write with is normally most of the time is the stronger side. Um, and then it makes me look clever because it sounds like I know what I'm talking about when I say one of the... Your- Shoulders is going to be stronger and we're about to see which one it is and I think is going to be the one which you write with is the yeah. stronger one and they're like, how did you know? <laughs> how did you know? It's like gym magic. Wizardry, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, dumbbells are really good for correcting those sort of imbalances you might have. Mm. That's something the barbell doesn't always get right. So throwing in some dumbbell work will also help with like the stability in the shoulder. But yeah, we'll definitely correct those imbalances. But usually if I'm dealing with an older client, I whack them on the shoulder press machine. It... It locks them into a plane of motion so they can just focus on the pressing aspect. They don't have to worry about stabilizers or anything like that just yet, at least for the first phase of training. Um, That way they can just focus on building some strength up in the shoulders. And then once they've built some base strength, we can move them over to dumbbells or even the barbell if they want to take a hit at that.
0: So what about if a generic person called Dave Decides to get the BOSU ball, you know, the half ball, like, <laughs> yeah. and put that on the floor, clamber upon it, get the nice light silver dumbbells, and then start overhead pressing with those like whilst looking in the mirror.
1: My what, guy, what are you doing? What,
0: what would you say to Dave?
1: i say, Dave, stop
0: that shit. <laughs> God damn it, Dave. But he he says he's working on his stability. No. He's... And strength at the same
1: time. No. He's not working either. He needs to oh get under- he's sweating <laughs> yeah. he's sweating I'm sure he's working he looks high. like
0: he's about to fall off any minute yeah but he doesn't and that's what the proof is that he's gotten stable and to be fair in the past six months he has managed to get from the eight kilo dumbbells to the ten kilo dumbbells <laughs> so I mean you can't say he hasn't gotten stronger poor Dave
1: I would say to Dave I was like look mate stop this shit Let's get underneath the barbell in the squat rack. You're gonna work your stability by controlling the barbell because obviously when you're overhead pressing, you've got no back support. You've got nothing supporting you. Mm. Your body is the bench press. You've got to make everything as rigid from head to toe because um, you don't want to bleed any power in that kinetic chain. So everything's got to tight. Every, everything's got to be tight. Everything's got to be stable. And then when everything's tight and stable. You, and then you can start working on that strength and pushing the bar upwards. And that's going to build strength. Dead stop strength as well because it comes straight off your chest. And you're going to build all those stabilizers in your shoulder and in your entire body. So that's what I would say to Dave. Get underneath a barbell.
0: Right. Why haven't you? Because he comes to the gym on a regular <laughs> basis and you watch him do it and laugh. So why have you not ever actually said that to Dave?
1: I just can't kind of let him to it. Do Is this not I mean? your job? No, I don't I think it's I mean it is. when you're it's wearing the,
0: the the official you know gym yeah. merch t shirt. Yeah. Are you supposed to as a like a gym instructor it's, it's how funny, much baby. of it is supervising versus like I mean he could end up doing himself an injury. Are you just hoping that he does so you can laugh?
1: Maybe. <laughs> Poor Dave. Poor Dave. <laughs> no, I have I have a bias towards strength training, so I would love to get Dave into that sort of stuff. The problem is that a lot of these people just just won't they kind of have a picture of what they want to achieve and rather than like ask for help they just come into the gym with this sort of picture these this preordained picture they've got of what they want to achieve and they just kind of crack on doing it so Dave will stand on his BOSU ball and he will press weights overhead and that's kind of Dave's thing at the moment
0: he'll be doing it this afternoon because he always does it
1: yeah I, I saw him the other day he was doing BOSU ball Side lateral raises.
0: I don't know if his name's actually Dave, but it would be hilarious if it was. <laughs> I just went for a generic kind of name. Just gonna call him Dave. What man. I am proud at is that my clients nudge me and say, "What, what, what's up with that?" And yeah. I'm like, "I'm so proud that you, although we've never discussed this, yeah. you have identified that that is a crock of shit."
1: Yeah. Do you know what's <laughs> a shame? Is that like people will will do that for years. Yeah. And then wonder why they haven't gotten stronger or, or really realize their own individual potential. And that's that's a shame because a year of barbell strict pressing, even if you're a complete noob and you can barely do the bar, you can get pretty far. I wouldn't be surprised if you're overhead pressing 60 kilos for reps within a year. Poor Dave's still on the BOSU ball. Does
0: Dave have to thank Mr. Miyagi for that though? Is that where all <laughs> this comes from? Is, is this like... Cobra Kai Wax on wax off Kind of If I go and do some You know Squats on the top of a pole With yeah. no weight Stabilise myself Is that the key To immortality Type I mean thing? How mm-hmm. old's Dave? Is he over 100? Because you mean, might be on the summit Dave's definitely In his 50s Okay At least He's somewhere between I'd say 50 and 65. You never know. Dave's going to be the one laughing last. We're, we all go through an early grave. Well, you say that. If he's 105, <laughs> then I think maybe we'll be laughing. I don't know. Dave might have found the fountain of youth. Maybe. Is it the, the, the gel <laughs> yeah. inside the Bosu pool?
1: Exactly. Like, Dave might be the last one laughing. He Who might else be can like...
0: we take the piss out of now, then? <laughs> Oh man. any fails.
1: any sort of functional training, where does it come from? Functional I don't know. Functional training?
0: Yeah. I've described Quote, functional training as barbell training, free weight training, and training which involves things that have carry over to everyday life, often movements that you do in everyday life, I agree. done perfectly but weighted.
1: But where does this idea of and I put quote either side of functional training come from where standing on a BOSU ball and pressing weights overhead is functional. Where does that come from? I believe
0: it comes from the same people that came up with the concept of concept art, because within concept art or modern (laughs) art, it's not about the artist's ability to do something and represent a skill is just all about the fucking story so back in the day when you had you know great artists doing photo realist paintings and you know all that kind of thing and all all of a sudden someone comes along and they flick some paint at a canvas (laughs) as long as it comes with a good enough story yeah that is good enough yeah i I mean there's people which you know you could say okay the story and all that is really really great but then there's to a certain extent a really cool amazing product like banksy for example i like banksy's work yeah um that that is fairly simplistic in that it's a kind of like stencils spray paints that kind of thing but the concept there is something that people identify with i'm going to go off on art now aren't i yeah whereas the the idea is mis-selling shit for a ridiculous amount of money. So whereas you might flick some paint on the canvas, if you do that whilst you're high on drugs and come up with a good enough story for the art critics mm. and the lovies yeah. to support it and chuck money at it, then you're, you know, See. you're a great artist.
1: Can you name any trainers who uh, sell this sort of shit?
0: Well, if you go on YouTube, anyone with over with a million or over, I would say, subscribers, yeah. the chances are they're they're probably going to be in that category because everyone loves a story. We have evolved as humans to love a story. So when some person comes up with some bullshit, like old (laughs) Mr. Mike Chang, about if you want a six-pack, put away any sort of training that involves overloading, just get a towel... (laughs) <laughs> and pull the towel to and kind of look like you're swimming on land.
1: That wasn't Six Pack Shortcuts, was it?
0: Yeah, I saw Mike yeah. Chang do it on Six Pack Shortcuts. I yeah.
1: remember. He got exposed for drugs or something, didn't he? And had to leave?
0: He's been exposed for being exposed, I think, as well. I'm not entirely sure. Right. Uh, there, there, were, there was all sorts of issues. It's one of those great, huge YouTube channels that made a ridiculous amount of money, yeah. which I don't think... I could be wrong. I don't think that it was his company. He's right. kind of like that V-shed, V-Shred yeah. guy um, who's actually just a hired mm. person who works for the company. Kind of like Liver King. Um,
1: kind of like most of them.
0: Yeah, Liver King is a little bit different, I think, because Liver King hired a marketing company, social media marketing company. But I would probably equate it to... Uh, I'm trying to think of another situation now. It's just gone. I'll probably blur it out in, in the middle of sleep tonight. But it's just one of those things which is yeah, is is selling something different?
1: Yeah. When I think of functional training, I think of Joel Seidman. Right, okay. Have you heard of him? No. Oh right. Yeah, he just he does all sorts of far fetched shit. If you get a chance, check it out. It's quite interesting. Okay. But um I agree with you. Functional training should be getting strong at basic movements that you do every day, overloading them, and and being able to have freedom of movement. That's what I say is functional. Not this uh, Joel Seedman bullshit. Hopefully he doesn't sue us. He will never hear this anyway.
0: There is a guy who I'm a big fan of. Uh, I can't remember what his first name is, but his surname's Wiseman. And he does all sorts of Uh, he just goes into various different disciplines and tries things, but he doesn't try things for like a week. He tries things for like years and years. At the moment, he's been doing powerlifting, but he's done gymnastics and stuff like that, bit of bodybuilding, all sorts of stuff. But he's just fucking ridiculously good.
1: Oh, look at that. We're out of time for the regular edition, guys. We are going to continue dropping some knowledge bombs on the Patreon. We're going to be talking about the overhead press, programming it, periodization, assistance, accessory work, weak links, muscle imbalances, all that fun stuff. So get over to the Patreon and have a listen.
0: My God, that's so worth the £3, £3 £3.50, however much it is. I mean, that could be the difference between... You know, making progress and not. Exactly right. Right. Get over there then. Come on. Come on, guys. Bye.
1: Bye.